0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, it's August the 19th, 2021, it's another technical awful podcast, got a great show lined up for you today. If you haven't been here before, we talk about video games, movies, and television, and all sorts of complete and utter nonsense. As long as we think you're at home and listening, we'll talk about it. I thought I had more for that intro. But it's gone. That's all I've got. I was trying to give- I was trying to give Jeff some time to drink his Canada Dry! So before we get started, Mr. Black, the, uh, usual question. How was your week?
1: Uh, it was fine. It was another week. Same old same. Mmm. Um... Yeah, been enjoying the weather. We've been Uh, very lucky in the last week with weather. Well, I mean, we deserve it. Because we went through like a month of cloud and rain and more cloud and cold and half kind of sunny, not sunny. We've earned it. Yeah. We've earned it. Yeah,
0: no, we've had, most importantly, it's not been as humid as we had it like early on. Like we've had the heat, but not the crazy humidity. So that's been, that's been a bonus. Yeah, Uh, this last week. Uh, for me, was getting out the Monster Hunter Stories 2 review, and then, other than that, it was just, uh, playing some, uh, Call of Duty Cold War multiplayer for, uh, a bit, because I'm in between, uh, review games. The next one actually just launched, I think, it's either today or tomorrow. It's 12 minutes. It's that, uh, indie, uh, game that we've seen at, at E3 and whatnot. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, It's like top-down looking at an apartment and everything happens within that apartment and you're trying to like solve The mystery or whatever going on in the apartment. You're watching them live out their lives or some shit. I can't remember the uh, um, more detail than that, but I knew that I was interested in it when I saw it and uh, I think there's even a couple of relatively big names attached to it for voice acting purposes, but otherwise that's the next game that I'm uh, I'm checking out that just popped so I was burning some time in between um, and, uh, and playing some Call of Duty, uh, uh, Cold War. Otherwise, I also played Magic the Gathering Arena last night. I just felt like playing a card game. You know, once in a while, it crops up, I get the feeling to play a card game. And, uh, Hearthstone, for anything other than Battlegrounds right now, is a hot mess. Uh, and so I jumped back into, uh, Magic the Gathering, um, which was nice. We actually talked about, um, this is jeez weeks ago now, would have been many weeks ago now, the time, time doesn't mean anything anymore, um, about how Magic was partnering up with, uh, Dungeons & Dragons to bring some stuff, and so I was playing with those cards last night, I was, uh, I'd got a couple of packs uh, with in-game currency and whatnot, and, uh, and seeing the new mechanics that they had that were they're merging D&D with Magic, so it was kind of cool, so there's a lot of cards where you're You're rolling d20s like you would playing, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you're going through, like, uh, quest stuff with cards, we're going through dungeons and different things happen at different points, uh, kind of like similar to artifacts in- in Magic the Gathering, uh, but with dungeons attached to it. Uh, so it's kinda unique stuff, so that was kinda fun, did that last night, and then I'll get into, uh, 12 minutes next. But otherwise, same as you, enjoying the weather, getting outside, getting the vitamin D naturally, while we still can before it's back to, uh, this bottle <laughs> of vitamin D. Um, and, uh, had my first, uh, first get-together, or went to my first get-together with, uh, with many people since the pandemic had, uh, had begun. My, uh, my cousins put on their, uh, what used to be, and until last year, of course, but yearly Daisy Dukes party where everyone has to show up wearing Daisy Dukes. Guys or girls doesn't matter. There was a lot of milky white thighs walking around in Daisy Dukes, Ha! <laughs> ah, including mine. No thanks. Including mine. It was, uh, but it was a good time. <laughs> lots of uh, uh, lots of washer toss and beer was had uh, at this, amongst other things. Uh, but yeah, it was ninety nine percent outdoors as well, um, of course. And I think look, we have like a fifty person limit. This was this event was like twenty five or thirty people. Rolled up throughout the day. It was one of those things where the party just went from, like, 4 in the afternoon until whatever the fuck at night, and people just came and went as they- as they could. Uh, but it was nice, cause you got to see people, obviously, that you haven't seen in two years or more. And, uh, uh, but it still felt really... weird. Being at- like, I- everyone knew everyone else was double-vaxxed, like, weeks ago. And, you know, we're in a province where we have, like, essentially, no, no cases. cases except for whoever we're importing from, you know, other places via plane. Uh, but yet your brain, still, when you're first getting there and you're seeing 30 other people, and you're talking face-face to face, and this is a party, so everyone's drunk, so they're not-they're not talking quietly to you, they're like three inches from your face and screaming the whole time. Uh, and it just felt, you know, it feels weird, but, uh, you know, after a while you kinda like finally forget about it, and of course you have a few drinks and then you really forget about it. Uh, and, uh, got to, uh, uh, got to enjoy, uh, got to enjoy it. So that was, so that was nice, uh, to say the least, to, to be able to have, uh, something like that, um, uh, for sure. But otherwise, that was, that was pretty much it. That was the week, and now here we are. Time to talk about some video game news. You ready, Miss Black? Ready. Activision Blizzard updates. There are none. This week was just, pfft, not really anything. The closest thing to news uh, in regards to this w- uh, was that, peripherally, the same, um, the same government agency that's investigating Activision Blizzard are also poking and prodding at Riot, uh, to allow their employees to work with the agency without fear of losing their jobs. Um, they had given them notice, Riot notice, back in like, fucking June or some- something. And, Riot still hasn't actually gotten back to them about that, so they're poking them again. That was pretty much it. Um, there's nothing else at this time, uh, and so, uh, so nothing to report on for this week for that. Uh, NVIDIA, I just put this in because I I found it funny, because when I saw it, I I had a a no-fucking-way moment. So NVIDIA, way back in, in, what was it, April or whatever, when they had their keynote, they always have, like, their- their CEO or whatever, he's standing in his kitchen at home, giving these keynotes since the pandemic started. And, uh, when I watched that last one in April, I said- I- was said- I think I was watching it- I was either on Discord or I was live streaming it, I can't remember which one now. And I said out loud, I was like, this guy looks like he's being rendered. This doesn't look like a person standing in- like, in this kitchen right now. It was so- super close, but there was like this uncanny valley bullshit going on, I was like, that doesn't look right. But they didn't m- mention anything about it. Well, just this week, they came out and said, by the way, he was completely rendered back in April. Uh, and then they showed the process of how uh, they made that happen. Uh, and, you know, very, very impressive. I mean, the Uncanny Valley was there, but it was like, my God, freakishly close. Um, scary close. Almost like, you know, it's like when we've seen the deep fake stuff and it's like, yeah, it's kind of janky right now, but you can just see where this is going in the future, where it's not going to be janky forever, and then it's going to get real hard to be able to separate reality from fiction. Like we, this that that keynote for the majority of people probably would have j- didn't even think about it. They just were like, "That's Jensen. He's standing in his kitchen giving his uh, his keynote." So, uh, so I, th- I found that to be uh, very interesting because it did represent a relative uh, leap forward for that kind of uh, that kind of rendering. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't make it any easier to buy graphics cards, so... It's... Still gonna wait for that shit. Remedy! This is- this is news for you, Mr. Black. Uh, Remedy announced that they are now in full production mode for their upcoming unannounced game, which many believe is Alan Wake 2! Mm. Uh, Remedy reacquired the IP back in 2019, and said that the next game that they were working on is connected to what they call the Remedy Connected Universe, cause... A couple of their games apparently all happened within that- with the same, uh, universe. Uh, and that just led even more people to believe that it's Alan Wake 2 that is being, uh, produced right now. Uh, Epic Games, we do- we don't know what the actual game is, but we do know that Epic Games fully funded that project. And so it is very likely that it will be a permanent, if not very lengthy, timed exclusive on the Epic Games Store when it does uh, eventually drop. They also have a smaller project, that they, as well, haven't named yet, that is also in full production. So they have two things. One of them, people think, is related to the game Control. You remember that one? That was the... Yep. Uh, okay, so they think it's that, it's like a, a sub-part of Control, and then they think the major, big one is Alan, Alan Wake 2. And so, I suspect, given we're getting closer to the stuff like Gamescom, and the end-of-the-year shenanigans, we will know one or both of those projects uh, in the not-too-distant future, especially since shareholders are going to be like, What do you got for us? You can't just tell us you got some shit cooking! What's in the oven? And so we'll probably find out about that uh, in the next couple of months. But yeah, I, I'm, I haven't- okay, it's a funny thing. I haven't played Alan Wake 1, but you have. And you
1: quite enjoyed Alan Wake one, didn't I you? I do. I enjoyed it a great deal. So, do you so, think if they uh, drop
0: a second one, you're
1: in to, to give her a look I'm in. Thing? Oh, I'm definitely in. I'm, I'll definitely play it. Yeah. Alan Wake is like the same level for Resident Evil for me. Okay. So I'm. I'm they kind of had
0: it. The, the, the. It was like the flashlight thing was really uh uh yeah. quite cool uh yeah. in uh, in Alan Wake. Right, that's the only thing I can remember about it was that the flashlight was more or less your gun.
1: You didn't have yeah, a gun. It was your flashlight. I'm pretty sure Alan Wake was, like, a writer, and then he went to a to a, a place. It's been so long since I played it, but he went to, like, a haunted house or whatever. An old house uh, by a lake, I think, and was going there to get inspiration to write this book. And then mm. shit just started happening.
0: He got more than inspiration. Yeah. He,
1: he got a horde of... They weren't zombies, it, right? They were, like... Yeah. No, there- it was like, um... It was like ghost- ghost It was stuff. like ghost- g- kind of ghost demon type, yeah. you know, things, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was zombies, but... I think I have the game... You probably do sitting over, in there somewhere. Over there somewhere. Cause that was but the three- that was the
0: 360, right? 360. You played that on, yeah. So yeah, hopes for Alan Wake 2 are high! It'd be nice to be able to see that. I would like to see them package that shit together. Or, or like, give me a, give me a, what if the smaller project was an Alan Wake 1 remaster, uh, to lead into Alan Wake 2? Could be. I'm there for I'd that, I'd play, that. I, would um, play I w- that. I would definitely play it, because I missed the boat the first time around, so I'd be, uh, very interested in hopping in. But again, we'll find out more about that probably in the next couple months. Coming up. Uh, data miners have, uh, you know what, I- as much as I love data miners for the stuff that they find out, I have to imagine that developers really fucking hate these guys. The shit that they pull out of the <laughs> out of the games and then stitch together, and they're like, "Yeah, we found this, and so it means that this was going to happen." So, case in point, data miners dug up some leftover files uh, for The Last of Us Two, discovering the remnants of would-be multiplayer functionality. And to be fair, we did know that they were considering for fielding the idea of doing some form of multiplayer mode for Last of Us 2 before they ditched it and said, you know what? We're just gonna focus entirely on the single-player campaign, Uh, but it also had uh, contained information for a map that was large enough and tiered like leveled armor that made it look like a Battle Royale-esque mode was also at some point considered. It doesn't mean that it would have been Battle Royale, but a really big map and leveled armor are like two of the like staple cornerstones of of battle royale big ass map and tiered armor so uh and given the popularity of br i'm sure they did if they if they were going multiplayer somebody inside said should we just join the br fucking craze and they probably did field the idea of that as well but uh, but either way obviously didn't happen uh and probably for the best that that the last of us is just a single player don't don't go there. That's like Bioshock 2. Having multiplayer is still one of the dumbest things, I think, that has ever been done in video game history. Uh, yeah. because, like, even if you like Bioshock 2, nobody fucking talks about it, because it's just, the single player just didn't get all the attention that, the you know, the, that and, and subsequent Bioshocks did because of that multiplayer. Uh, QuakeCon uh, kicked off. That's happening, I believe, right now uh, today, and, uh, possibly for a couple days, I'm not sure how long the event is. Uh, but it kicked off, and we've got, uh, some info that Quake 1, 2, and 3, and we already sort of knew this because they were getting ratings from, like, ESRB and all that shit, uh, for, um, for these games coming to different platforms. So Quake 1, 2, and 3 are coming to the Game Pass, uh, Xbox Game Pass through, uh, uh, although, according to Nibel on Twitter, uh, it seems that 2 and 3 may be PC only in regards to the Game Pass. Quake 1 itself is getting quite an upgrade, so that's getting up to 4K vi- I don't know about 2 and 3, but I know about Quake 1. So, Quake 1 is getting up to 4K visuals, widescreen resolution support, because this is a game that when it came out was- That bitch was 4x3. No, you know, there was- well, no widescreen- widescreen back then, so we are uh, it's getting widescreen support, uh, for this as well as up to, like I said, uh, 4K. Uh, it's also getting enhanced models, new lighting, anti-aliasing, and depth of field. Uh, and it also includes the original expansions, and a new one that Machine Games made for this release as well. So there's three expansions in total. It also has local and online multiplayer. So they gave this bitch the fucking, the works. The Mm. whole thing. Uh, and I suspect there's a lot of old school FPS fans really happy about that right now. Because Quake is like, you know, it's like the granddaddy. Uh, of, uh, of PC, uh, at least PC Twitch shooters, for sure. Um, Quake 1, at the very least, is also coming to PS4 and PS5, as well as, like, the Xbox One, so it's multi-generational and, and uh, and whatnot. Uh, and I've even seen in the news that, at, in a couple places, that it was, it got a rating for the, uh, the Nintendo Switch, and so, I can't tell you for certain, but apparently that, that... Uh, It could also be showing up on the Nintendo Switch, which is perfectly reasonable because as weak as the Switch is, I'm pretty sure it can run Quake. So... (laughs) So, Yeah. Whether or not there's a lot of people out there dying to play Quake on the Switch, don't know. Uh, But it is apparently going to be a possibility. Um, I never played Quake back in the day. That was like just before... Well, it wasn't just before, but it was before I had my hands on a gaming PC that would have even been... Capable of playing Quake, so that shit, that shit just never happened. It was really not until, um, my God, what 2000, two thousand to probably around two thousand when I had a PC that could even play games marginally well. Like like when you and I got into Starcraft, for example, it was already two years old. Like when we yeah. got into it, Uh yeah. and so I missed the Quake boat and all that kind of nonsense. Did you ever play Quake uh, back in the day?
1: I played a little bit, but I didn't. I was more of an Unreal Championship guy. Yeah, those were the two. That was we, and we played on the the original Xbox.
0: Yep. Um, what was that tournament? Unreal Tournament, I think was the yep. one on the original Xbox. We played a shitload yep. of Instagib Uh, on Xbox Live, and you know what's sad? I still make this comment a lot. So I remember that I have vivid memories of that fucking game mode. You and I played like fucking hours of that shit. Yep. And one of the saddest things that I can make a comparison to is that. That online experience was more stable and playable, even though it had high ping. So it's not like you had like 24 millisecond ping. You know, we were rocking like 110, 110 mm. millisecond somewhere in that neighborhood. That aside, the actual experience of joining friends, getting into a match or matches consecutively, and just playing the game was more stable... Yep. than most of the modern shit that I play today. That's Warzone, that's that's Cold War, that's the battlefields and shit. Like, that's, it's, that's, and that shit was, re- I mean, I mean, like, it, just thinking about original Xbox Live, which was really, I mean, the, uh, fucking Dreamcast had online support and stuff, but Xbox Live is what really kicked that shit off, and said, you know, console online stuff is here. Um... It was... so long ago, and to even think that it could produce something that was more stable than some of the more... common games today is just depressing to me. But nevertheless, fun times. Instagib was like the only game mode we played. We didn't fucking... we were... Mostly, I think it was probably because we were too shit to actually consecutively hit somebody to kill them in the regular game modes. So at least in Instagib, if you hit, like, their toenail, they were dead. You were good. Um, but uh, but yeah, good times. Good times. So Quake, anyway, regardless, that's a different game entirely. But Quake, uh, lots of people are going to be excited about that. And uh, and it looks like they, they're doing a good job with it, so that's wonderful. Uh, next up, Pokemon. Mr. Black, it's your, one of your favorite topics. We love to talk about Pokemon here on the podcast. Um, po- Pokemon event happened this week. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was showing off Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is like their latest open world Pokemon game. So this is their second attempt. This is their second up to bat uh, at the open world thing. And uh, they also announced uh, an updated Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, I don't know what generation that that is now. That was just before Platinum, maybe. I can't remember now. Or was it after Platinum? It might have been because... I don't find it. So many Pokemon no. games now I can't remember. Either way, uh, that's also happening. So, my- my takes on this, and then we're gonna take a quick peek at the trailer for Arceus, because I do want to see- I do want to see a reaction. Uh, very selfishly, just- just for me, I just want to see Jeff's reaction. This is not for any of you at home, I just want to see Jeff okay. react to this video. Uh, and then and then- but, Arceus, to me, not to prime Jeff ahead of time, but it doesn't look so fucking hot. But I won't say more than that until we watch the trailer. Uh, Brilliant Diamond uh, and Shining Pearl get, uh, is getting custom Pokeballs and Pokeball effects. So there's a video for that as well if you want to check it out. Where you can actually, like, you have stickers and stuff, and you can customize how your Pokeballs look. So when you're throwing them and whatnot, you're getting your custom Pokeball. And then also the effect when it hits the Pokemon and, you know, opens up or whatever. You can also customize that, which is kind of neat, honestly. I'm surprised they didn't do that earlier, but I fucking... I never thought of that, personally, but now that they're putting it in front of me, I'm like, yes! That should be in, like, every Pokémon game, absolutely! So, they have that as an option, as well as more uh, recent stuff that you've been able to do, like customizing your trainer. They're, uh, putting that into the game. Uh, Grand Underground, which was a major part uh, of the originals, uh, has been completely overhauled and allows you to design your own room as well. So lots of customization now in this version, uh, as well as it uh, still containing or containing, I should say, hideaways. The Union Room uh, is also returning for both local and online multiplayer, and you'll be able to have Pokémon follow you around. So similar to what they did with you know Pikachu and Pokémon Yellow and subsequent Pokémon games, you could choose which Pokémon to follow you around. They're adding that functionality uh, for this as well. Pokemon Home, which, uh, is that, like, thing that's supposed to allow you to tie all of your Pokemon across the 600,000 fucking Pokemon games into one unified location, uh, will be added, like, support for that will be added in the future. Uh, and a special, of course, a special edition Switch Lite will be released, (laughs) which re- which resembles the- the DS Lite that launched with the original game. So, like, the visual is, like, very similar to, uh, their DS launch. That launches, uh, BDSP on November 5th. Uh, but now it's time to give a quick little peeksy. I'm just gonna put the uh, the starting screen up here for a second while I get the the video set here. We're gonna take a little peeksy at Pokemon Legends Arceus. You let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All I'm right, ready. three, two, one, go.
1: This on the Nintendo 64? (laughs) All right, now here's the
0: sad part. This is the game looking its best because it it actually goes downhill from here There's the uh, breath of the wild, you know mountaintop view That oh god (laughs)
1: I nice throw. <laughs> oh, he's gotta fight it.
0: Oh my God, dude. It it looks unfinished to me.
1: How epic. Supposed to be their money shot, too, like. Yeah.
0: Music is fire! Like, there's that! Said the Pokemon sounds. Are they still using Pokemon sounds from like fucking 1998? Like it. Please no. I mean the Ursas exist didn't exist until like what early 2000s. Oh my god, it does sound like they're still using them. So I found there lots of dodge rolling as the trainer. Uh, you've become quite acrobatic as the trainer and, and I believe you can actually get hurt as the trainer. I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but they got brave enough to actually allow the trainer to be hurt now.
1: Not actual gameplay footage.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> no. A- it's like the, it's like the uh, Animu cutscene. I like that they did put that in there to ensure that people couldn't possibly confuse that with the gameplay, January 28th, 2022. Mr. Black, how did you feel about Pokemon Legends, Arceus?
1: Uh okay. I'm gonna <laughs> be honest, man.
0: I only want you to be honest, I wouldn't want you to lie now. Don't start now, you, have, you haven't before, don't
1: start now. Um, Like, what system is this coming out for? That's the Switch. I mean uh, here here's the thing um it's it's pokemon so i mean at the end of the day i'm not really playing pokemon for the graphical uh fidelity advances. fidelity yeah um i'm really playing it for the fun of collecting pokemon you know i mean listen if i can go on my phone and Do the, uh, the Pokemon Go shit, um, Mm. and get some kind of enjoyment out of it. Uh, I, 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 there's a market for this. It ain't, it
0: ain't me. Um. So to your point, does it look like what we saw in there? So ignoring the graphical part of it, because I, I agree. While, while I think it is... A fucking joke that, a uh, 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 an intellectual property that is, like, uh, number three on the list of all-time most insane money makers globally. That this is still what we're receiving for, like, animations and visuals and audio in 2021. Ignoring that... ...fact. I agree that it is more about the experience of, of, of battling, c- catching, and collecting the Pokemon. It's always been that way. Did that part look exciting to
1: you? No. No, it didn't look exciting to me. Uh, But once again, it's not a game created for me. Hmm. Uh, There might be a... There's probably millions of Pokemon fans that it looks exciting. Um, Especially kids, uh, which is what this is targeting. I mean, believe it or not, these games aren't created for the thirty four year old pokemon oh i lover. don't i don't it's believe i don't isn't. believe it no now they're gonna sell games to thirty five year old Pokemon lover from back in the day or even a forty year old pokemon lover um but ultimately they're skewing towards this generation and last generation of pokemon enthusiasts um and I think guys like us that were Pokemon fans, or even are still to some degree, mm. um, we're going to be the most judgmental on this game and any other Pokemon game that comes out. So, you know, my point of view is it looks like shit. It It looks like a, a poorly built game. It looks rushed. Um, it doesn't seem engaging at all, and it doesn't feel... Like, there's any... it Playing that doesn't... I don't think I'd feel pumped to find a Pokemon. Um, it just looks bland as fuck. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, it ain't for me. It's not built for me. So this thing is going to sell a shit ton of copies. Oh, yeah. It's going to do very well. Oh, yeah. Like, they all do. Yep. Um... And if the game is bad, it'll just be forgotten. And then they'll come up with another Pokemon or remake in six months to a year. And we'll move on to the next thing. Right? <laughs> it's like that it's like that Eevee stuff. Like at least with the the Eevee was the last Pokemon game that I bought for the Switch. Oh,
0: the let's go Eevee, let's go Pikachu. The let's go Eevee.
1: Yeah. So I bought that one. And you know, although that game wasn't for me, it at least had enough elements of the new to attract me to a degree where it had some sort of playability and just visually it looked like a good time for it was a
0: step game. in the right direction
1: yeah this this is like you know if you told me this was stuff from gamecube era i would have believed you if, yeah if someone was like, yo, this, it is, does a game, look this like is a GameCube like, footage.
0: It it does look like a GameCube game minus maybe like bumping the resolution
1: from four eighty to seven twenty. Like that's yeah. is what that's it looks it. like. That's what that's what it looked like. It looked like a GameCube game. Um so not saying GameCube games aren't fun or can't be fun. It's just like, come on guys. Come on. I
0: do I yeah. So I, I absolutely agree with everything that you've that you've said because ultimately these aren't and I think that's something that that I have to remind myself, even though I don't agree with the idea, is that this is obviously in large part for newer generations of Pokemon fans. I think they don't necessarily ignore the probably 40 million 25 yeah. to 35 year olds still playing, buying, trading, do whatever Pokemon stuff. But they they obviously also have to, you know, reach back and and get younger people and keep yeah, that train the older, going. Yeah, gonna-
1: because the olders are going to keep getting older. Yeah, exactly. So they got to dip back in. Eventually they're going to stop playing your fucking Pokemon games. Yeah. Right. Um, Some won't, some will, you know, or, you know, but the majority, I think there's probably enough elements and nostalgia in these that that's their hook to get us to want to buy it to some degree. And then everything else is to attract this generation, last generation to keep, Getting and being excited about Pokemon and revisiting old related Pokemon stuff that we fell in love with and trying mm. to recreate that magic. It's kind of like what Star Wars tried to do, you know, with Episode Seven. It's just like, yeah, it's like we've been there, we've seen it, we've done it. Yeah. Um. Great, but the that movie wasn't necessarily made for us. Yeah. Um. So the same thing with Pokemon. Yeah,
0: I think the so I think the 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 thing that I focus in on more as well than you touched on there. Was that visuals aside, right? Which you know, because with the Switch, I just automatically assume the games, you know, unless they're like a platformer where they can keep the the render distance lower. So like Mario games and stuff, they can get away with a bit more. Looks a little yeah. flashier. You start getting open world like this, and you know, Breath of the Wild ran it like fucking it struggled to maintain 30 frames. yeah so uh, so you you got and that's the benchmark right like that's still like visually on the switch breath of the wild is the benchmark so i i'm not going into a switch game thinking oh it's going to look really really fucking good i also don't think it's going to look like this but that's beside the point i think the most important thing for me watching that was that the actual gameplay that they showed the that even if this is for kids right i understand that but like There are a lot of games designed and made for kids that look and play a lot more engaging and quality than what we just watched in that video. And I have a different level of expectation for a company that's, like, been making video games for almost as long as we've been on this fucking planet. Um, and specifically, this property. Like, they... It's not like they've made like 800 different videos, they've been making Pokemon-ass Pokemon games for 30 years! So like, I have a certain expectation that at some point, you know, I get that they're not for- not necessarily entirely for adults and whatnot, but the quality of, of things like the actual gameplay experience, that all looked terrible! Like, engaging with a Pokemon to battle it, the actual battling looked fucking atrocious, the, the animations for rolling and, and whatnot and like the the trainer being involved didn't look good. Oh, look like, at
1: the likes to dislike ratio, man. People were eating this shit the, up. Uh, well, that's yeah, just they, it,
0: though. And I, you know what? I tweeted this earlier. I tweeted I tweeted this earlier. Let me just pull up this fucking tweet. Because it was specific to, to that point that, you, the, that you're just bringing up now about everyone on there. I said, I wish someone looked at me like Pokemon fans look at literally any of the games that are released, regardless of how bargain bin it looks or plays. Because that's it. Pokemon fans will fucking die for anything. It could look and run, like, so, and not just, so not just a visual, but, like, actually be a shit fucking video game. But it's Pokemon, so they're there for it, and they're going to buy it, and they're going to scream it from the tops of all the mountains. And I also said, below this, and this is true, that I personally wish I was able to be excited about something so easily. I would love to be able to look at something that looks like they spent four days and seven dollars to put together something they're gonna sell 30 million copies of to a massive group of people with an intellectual property that makes more money than God oh. and be like, yes, I'm all in, I'm screaming for it. I, I, yeah. I want to be that excited about it. But, I, I, but like, I, I can't. And then the last part about that, and I'll, I'll ask this for you, like, when we were playing back in the 90s and two, in early 2000s for Pokemon, if you were to- if somebody were to tell you the Pokemon games would be barely breaking into basic open-world gaming with C-tier visuals over two decades later, I wouldn't have believed you! I think that's impossible! You gonna tell me that in 20 plus years from now, they're gonna only just crack the surface on open-world and have it look like a C-tier, like they just pulled up some people out a fucking high school and put them on a team and made a video game?
1: I'd never believe it. But here am, we are. I, I thought for sure we would be at the point of a Pokemon MMO. Yes. Where people are literally just sitting in this fucking world of Pokemon all the goddamn time, leveling up their Pokemon, collecting them all, staying in there forever, going through gyms. I mean, that's where it's at. The reason why the reason why the the reason why these games are being published the way they are is because they don't have to change. Because they're being allowed, they're getting, they can get away with it. They still sell 30 million copies. Why would you innovate, right, if you don't have to? And until their games start to teeter, that's when you'll start to see them push the envelope and reel people back in. Until then, they're just going to do, like you said, some fucking bargain basement (laughs) bin shit. (laughs) um that might have one or two redeeming qualities it's the goodwill that's the show that's that's (laughs) that's the show so i mean so like
0: just the last comparison i'll make is that having just played monster hunter stories 2 which is essentially monster hunter pokemon it looks runs and plays orders of magnitude better than whatever the fuck that is it's just not Pokemon. Not but it's, Pokemon. And that's the and that's and that's really the crux of it, is that it's just it's yep. it's, it's not it's not it's Pokemon. Not, it's not po- You can't collect ice cream cones that have the ability to fight in Monster Hunter. It's not possible. Can't do it. Um Call of Duty Vanguard, Mr. Black, was properly announced. That's the next Call of Duty uh that's uh hitting the shelves. I believe this one is underneath Sledgehammer Games. Uh, and, uh, the announcement as well that an anti-cheat will be launching alongside of it, which means anti-cheat is coming to Warzone. Can I get an amen? Amen. Everyone was like, my God, why wasn't this a thing originally? But here we are. We'll take it. Just give me, give me anti-cheat, please. Please, God. But yeah, it's going back to World War II. Uh, just in time for Battlefield to go not World War II. So they've- they've exchanged hands. Uh, somebody- they you know, one's going backwards, one's going forwards. Uh, and, uh, it's- I believe this one's running on the Modern Warfare 2019 engine. So visually, it probably is gonna look fucking incredible. Because 2019 Modern Warfare engine is- is quite impressive. Um, and then we'll just have to wait and see if the rest of it, uh, holds up. Um, for sure. But this is also, so just as other side notes here, it comes with cross-play, cross-generation, Cross-progression, and just for the meme, I said possibly even cross-dressing. All for the launch, November 5th, Mr. Black. Ooh. It's I everything. I can't wait. I it's can't everything. I can't wait. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 went on sale er- earlier this week for the Xbox One and PS4 specifically, just those versions, for ten whole dollars. I'll pass. <laughs> Especially on the older ones. That wasn't on the PC or some shit. That was like the, we know still these passing. are broken. PC, PS5,
1: still, yeah, passing. still passing. Yeah, no, I it's still passing, wouldn't. It's still a big pass for me. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that okay. ship has sailed. I'll <laughs> never play that game, ever.
0: Uh, and then I had underneath this, guys, I wish I had more PS5 news for you, but they have been dead silent for ages. Uh, and people are still waiting and wondering when we're gonna get, uh, a PlayStation Showcase before the end of the year for, like, the holiday season coming up. Mm. Uh, people are just buying PS5s like they're going in a style, so I guess they feel like they don't really need to step outside and actually show anyone what the fuck is coming. Uh, but I don't have anything for you. It's not that we're- it's not that I want to talk about Game Pass all the time, but that shit is- we're constantly getting Xbox news and we're getting nothing from the PlayStation camp. Zero. So, maybe that will change. Maybe it will change. Um. Last thing? No, second to last thing I have here. Outriders, which I uh, reviewed, and by the way, it's a bad video game. Uh, Outriders, develop, uh, developer has yet to increase, or sorry, increase, receive is the word I wanted to use there, royalties from the publisher, who is Square Enix. Uh, and they haven't even been informed of the sales figures. They're estimating... Now, I don't know how they estimated this, uh, I don't know if they included how they got to this point or not, but they- uh, the developer is estimating that they sold 2-3 to three million copies, uh, which should have pushed the project into profitability. But, they have been given no money from Square Enix, which, based on the contract, would lead everyone to believe that, um, they haven't actually gotten into the green yet. So, they're not giving rev-, rev share because they haven't actually become profitable at this point. Uh, but that was a a relatively big news, because of course the first thing that every headline was, was Outrider's developer hasn't been paid by Square Enix yet. And then you, you know, dig a little deeper and you find out that this was like a game as a service that came out, that was supposed to be complete, ran like shit, played like shit, was mediocre at best, not a lot of people hopped on, went to Game Pass, didn't even push the numbers all that high. Um, like not even into like, I think the top 50 for Xbox Live. If you're on Game Pass and a game as a service and a shooter and you're not in the top 50, you're not profitable. It's just not happening. There, there are many games on the Game Pass that 5 x their revenue going into Game Pass. So if your ass ain't even in the top 50, I wouldn't be looking for any checks coming from Square Enix anytime soon. No. Just, just saying. Uh, and last but not least, Forza, 5, uh, Forza Horizon 5 sorry, had a nearly 15 minutes uh, of gameplay re, uh, uh, shown off. Um, RAW, straight of an Xbox Series X in 4K. Uh, and, uh, you can go and watch that if you haven't already, if you want uh, to take a look at it. Uh, and yes, it still looks really fucking good. It's a good looking video game. People were bitching about the fact that it was running at, uh, 30 FPS because it was in its graphics mode. There's a performance mode for it as well if you want 60 FPS instead of 30. Uh, but obviously they were showing what it looks like just crammed to the fucking gills on the Series X. And I suspect if you want that fidelity in 4K and 60, obviously uh, you're gonna need a PC for that bitch. And probably not a weak one either. You're gonna need some you're gonna need a, a PC with strength. Mm. Some grunt. Mm. But yeah, it looks fucking amazing. I, uh, every time I look at it, all I can think of is Fable. I'm like, what is Fable gonna look like? If this is what a racing game looks like, show me some Fable. I'm in. And that's it. Mr. Black, it's time for you to do your thing. It's time. To
1: sell everyone at home on our great sponsor products. Well, before we do that, guys, patreon.com slash leg TV. That's where you're going. Go and throw money at the screen. Support the podcast directly. If you want to support the podcast indirectly, you can do that via sponsors. You can check out NordVPN, which right now they have 73% off plus Four bonus months when you get a two-year subscription. That is less than the cup of Grande Cinnamon Dolce Latte a month. Mm. All right? Up to six simultaneous devices that you can connect up to. Watch different regions of Netflix at the click of a button. I mean, that in and itself is worth the subscription. Plus, you stay safe and stay anonymous. You can't put a price on your anonymity. You just can't do it. All right. So next time you're out in public, you're traveling, you're on the airplane, you're you're out in Las Vegas somewhere in a hotel, you're wherever. You're at your your mistress's house, and you don't want you don't want to have the IP there in case your other <laughs> lady looks through the phone and check where you were. That's a high tech. That's a high
0: tech significant other you got right there. <laughs>
1: that's. Not- tech. It's I don't know tech. if M knows what IP IP addresses are. Well, just in case she does, Adam, <laughs> that's why you got NordVPN. That's true. All right? It's true. That's it. Keep so me safe. Keep them safe. Mm. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT, 73% off. Four bonus months and a and a month money-back guarantee, which means after 30 days. If you don't think the servers are fast enough, they're not, they're not doing what you thought, you just don't want it, get your money back. So go ahead and do that. I know a lot of you guys, your subscription renewals are coming up. So it's time to renew, and this time with an even bigger discount. Also, we have Elgato. If you guys don't already have a wave, um, uh, what is it? The wave... Geez, there's so many products now. I'm I'm gonna have to legit. Well, the, make the a other list. problem is Wave is at the front of three quarters or of their, their ever, new products. Exactly right. <laughs> so we've got we've got the the Wave XLR. Yes. Right, which is their new uh, audio interface that you can go ahead and put in your XLR microphones into the audio interface that has phantom power so that you can use your condenser mic your dynamic microphones and that isn't your regular plug and play usb if you have a usb you can go ahead and pick up their wave 3 which is their uh microphone plug plug and play microphone that you can take on the go that's what i use when i'm doing my irl stuff um and it also comes with the software and things that you need uh to make uh, some, you know, vocal changes on the fly and, and add effects and all this, uh, other cool stuff that the cool kids are doing these days. Also, you've got a stream deck, which is a, which is just a big hotkey hub at the tip of your fingers on your desk that you can go ahead, click a button and that can take you to your favorite podcast, your, uh, Spotify, uh, playlists. You can check your, Uh, CPU usage, your percentage. Right now I'm hovering at 6%. Um, You can play sounds. You can uh, hotkey things for video games. So if you're playing MMOs and you don't want to use like shift control 5, you can make that just a hotkey on your stream deck and click the button with your own custom logo that you want to put for the button. Uh, You can virtually route it to do Almost anything at this point. People are using it to turn on their Elgato lights to do virtually anything on your PC. It's that powerful. Um, so make sure you go check it out. Super easy to use, and you can get them in all different sizes. And uh, yeah, there's there's tons of products. If you guys want to go check out Elgato, link is in the description below. Head on over there and, uh, and go and check out what they got to offer. And keep an eye on um, Amazon because... We are getting closer and closer to sale season. Things are going to be coming, so uh, keep an eye out as well. And that's it. Boom, which means it's time to move on to movies and TV.
0: I love how Discord just randomly will like cut your audio. So like in the Five middle hours. of that, it's like movies and T. <laughs> 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 uh, Star Wars Visions, Mr. Black. We have something else So, Have you seen this yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Beautiful. Let me have a minute and something trailer to, to check out here. Star Wars Visions. It, it melds two things that lots of people have been waiting a long time for. Star Wars and anime. Cramming those two bad boys into the same room together and not letting them out until they produce something. This is a uh, a series of I believe uh, seven episodes coming uh, uh, later this year, September twenty second. All done individually by different uh, anime studios. So each episode is handled by a different anime studio. So obviously the styles and whatnot are all pretty wildly different. Uh, and this is a uh, this is a a trailer for that. So let's check this out. Three, uh, two, one, go. Hmm. there is an english version of this by the way but i figured you know we might as well stick with the japanese Some of the
1: uh, styles in this are actually pretty dope. <laughs> ちゃんと家族になれるから。
0: Hmm. I'm in. There's at least three art styles in there that I I got a little moist over, uh, for sure. But what uh, mm-hmm. what did you, what did you think about the glorious glorious Nippon steel folded over 50,000 times to create Star Wars Visions, Mr. Black?
1: Uh I mean, I'm not going to hate on it. I mean, usually this sort of stuff isn't my jam, but there were some cool-looking stuff in there and it is cool to see Star Wars being used in a non-traditional fashion. Um and yeah, I'm in for this. I mean, it's mm. free on Disney Plus. I mean, what I mean, what's if the worst that? If you have Disney Plus, you can't lose. Exactly. Check it so, out. So, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for this.
0: I'm 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 most, you know, uh, we've I, like you just said as well, I'm most in for it because uh of one, it's a it, you're always going to get a bunch of unique visual takes on Star Wars which we don't always get a chance to get. You know, the closest thing we've got was, you know, you get the cartoons or like um you know, clone wars and shit like that. But that's not quite the same as what we're getting here. We're getting some dramatically different styles of. There's some real grungy styles in there. There's also more kiddie styles and whatnot as well. Quite a breadth of, uh, of visuals there. And more specifically, it, it might be fun to see when you're handing it over and just saying, go nuts, do whatever the fuck, uh, to see what Star Wars is presented like when it's done by somebody completely out of the culture in which it was birthed from, right? It's like a wildly different take. It's not a bunch of, like, the usual suspects writing Star Wars. It's uh, a very different set of uh, brains and, and creative minds behind it. So uh, definitely uh, definitely going to check out that stuff when it drops. It's not too far away. It's uh, about yeah. a month away. So we'll, uh, we'll probably, if we watch at least a few of them, we can discuss on the podcast how we felt about it when, uh, when the time comes. Uh Fast of the Furious 10 Mr. Black April 2023. 20, we got two more to go. I haven't even watched 9 yet. I
1: did. Oh, you did. Wow. I just Family. I just, it's, it's been hard for me to bring I've had multiple opportunities. I just haven't every time I kind of want to watch it, I just realize that the movie's probably going to suck and I just don't really want to watch it. So here's Do you want me to just give you my take? I won't spoil anything, obviously. Hey, you can give me a- give me your take. I'll give you the take.
0: So, um... I enjoyed it. I didn't, like, love it. It wasn't, like, I didn't- I didn't- I, I don't need to go back and watch it again, necessarily, kind of thing, but I enjoyed it. And the reason why I enjoyed it is that, um... It was the- it was just enough... It was just enough nostalgia used in this movie um, and uh, and and a okay let me, let me say it this way when you remove the rock from Fast and the Furious it's amazing how much better the balance is between the old school feel of Fast and the Furious and the new action oriented uh, style that they had to take on after you know you can only do cars for so long um, it's amazing how much better that melds Because it's not just about the Rock show anymore, which is like, when he was in the movies, it was like, how much Rock and Jason Statham and shit can we get on screen, uh, while they're here? Uh, and, and even though nobody necessarily watches the movies for the story, because it's fucking Fast and the Furious, uh, you know, honestly, I think everyone is there for, for other reasons, it's still nice to have it be a bit more cohesive instead of just being like, this splintered faction between Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson, and then everyone else. Um... Yeah, I- so I- I enjoyed it. Um... The writing is terrible. Like, actually fucking awful. But none of the movies had particularly amazing writing anyway, so that's kind of neither here nor there. Um... The family thing is definitely memed. For good reason. They could've- if they took out, like, I think I was saying this to Halle, if they took out two or three of the- of the... Family... You know, uh, monologue-type bullshit. It would have probably been a little bit less grating, but it was there. Uh, but yeah, I would just say it was solid. I don't know where I would rank it in the- in the grand scheme of things. Um, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a- a movie for somebody who wants to see how they end all this shit. Because the only other thing that I would say is it's like the fucking- It's like they're trying to make The Avengers, but Fast and the Furious. It's like we like just pull characters from everywhere. Uh, and put them behind this unified cause, and so these last- Yeah, maybe.
1: I might watch it tonight. I might- I might watch it tonight. Uh, uh,
0: it was- for- for me, I mean, uh, it might be different for you, because you like The Rock in the movies more than I did. So, it'll be fun to see how you feel now that The Rock isn't there. Uh, but for me, I just- It was- it was nice, because it was not The Rock show anymore. It was like, more characters had screen time, more characters actually meant something. Uh, it was nice to see and I think I think part of it is that Vin Diesel went out of his way To drill the family thing home almost despite fucking Dwayne honest to God It felt like it felt like not Fast and Furious 9 was to set up 10 and 11 for the finale But also to give a middle finger to, to Dwayne at the same time um, All the same, but yeah, uh, I, I recommend it. I mean, it's it's Fast and Furious. So there you go uh, But yeah, I, I I do I think that it's gonna end at 11. Yes, these people are
1: getting fucking old. There's like, you yeah. yeah, like that's I think one they'll be spinoffs. they will be spinoffs. Yeah. Like, it will, they'll you know, still use the name yeah. or you might get another fast and the furious in, you know, 15 years, 10, yeah. 15 years. But this know.
0: group of people,
1: yeah, the, like as it's been going, I think yeah. 11 is totally going to be the show. They'll, they'll reboot all of this down the road and then they'll have a, an old Vin diesel kind of show up and pass the baton. Yeah, to uh, to a new group in like the next ten years or whatever. Right? Because
0: this was the first one I watched, where I'm looking at the characters and I'm going, "These people are getting old." Like this is the first the first one where you like you're seeing it in their face now. Like yeah. you can keep the body going, but the face starts to show it, and like some of these characters are starting to look fucking. I mean, Ludacris looks like he's 25 years old and probably will until he's dead. But everyone else in that movie aged. Yeah, uh, and some of them did not age, well. Some of them, I didn't even recognize them. It took me like 45 seconds into the scene before I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's, that's that person. What the fuck happened to them? So anyway, yeah, there you go. Fast and the Furious. Uh, oh, I also watched Black Widow, which I think you did too. Yeah. Uh, that was okay.
1: Was I didn't really a, like it. it. It was just okay. Yeah. I it actually w- fell asleep at one point.
0: It was a, it was a Marvel movie. Yeah. It was like yeah. a formulaic, by the book, here's a Marvel movie, 6 out of 10. <laughs> yeah,
1: I uh did you watch uh, Suicide Squad? That we didn't get a chance to watch yet. No. Yeah, that was the best movie I've seen this year.
0: I have to convince them because she hated the first one so much that I'm trying to tell oh, her this is, is, this is not is the same. I was this like, is this is James Gunn. You like, you know, you like this over here? Better chance that you'll like this one this yeah. time around, but yeah,
1: this she one's yeah. This one's infinitely better. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not even is is not even comparable. Definitely my favorite movie of the year easily yeah like by a substantial margin yeah so i'll have to eventually uh oh it's I'll, good. I'll watch it dude yeah. and i'm telling you it's gonna take 10 minutes five five to t- seven minutes to be in <laughs> 100 okay. like the first 10 minutes of this movie he's got his hook early <laughs> yeah oh you're you're it's actually it might actually be like the first five minutes as soon as you see the weasel you're in and the humor, <laughs> everything. You're just like, oh my god, what the fuck? I, uh, and that was it. James Gunn was me, the right it, guy for that. And then it never let go. Like there was no there was no downtime in this movie. There was it was just like it's constant. The first five minutes, there's action. And it's constant the whole way through. Like uh, it's good. Any I mean, expedition they have is just pure humor. Dark. Uh, humor. All I needed to see was that
0: it was James Gunn doing it. And yeah. I knew that it was the right man for the, because he basically did exactly this movie with Marvel. It was called guardians of the fucking galaxy. And then oh, yeah. he comes
1: over here and he does this. This is just darker rated right R. our guardians. guardians. What this is. Right.
0: Yeah. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh, that's that he's going to smash that out of the park. It's whatever. So I'm sure it's good. And we'll, uh, we'll eventually get it. Uh, our eyeballs on it for sure. Uh The last thing that I got my eyeballs on this week was uh the recently uh released, if not today, I can't remember if it was today or the last couple of days. Uh, Eternals trailer dropped.
1: Yeah. And, um, watch that. Did you check the, uh, trailer out for that? I did. Yeah, how'd, I you, how'd you, how'd you feel about that? It looks good. I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I like the next cast. Of, of Marvel, I thought, I thought so. the cast was, was in, interesting. Yeah. It's good, good lineup, good lineup of people. And, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, it's, apparently this is supposed to be pretty amazing. Um... And they've done, apparently, some really insane stuff with this movie that has just never been done before, so we'll see. In what regard,
0: when you when you say that? Like, visually, just or...? Vi-
1: visually and story-wise, um... Okay. It's apparently gonna take the next... Like, this will be... This will start up the next phase. Like, uh, oh, like I shouldn't say okay. start it, but really, like, th- here we go, you know? Okay. And apparently, like, the big baddies coming from here, like, kind of make Thanos look like, you know... It's that power creep, Jeff.
0: As time goes
1: on, they got to get bigger and badder. That's it. And you know, you're looking at Thanos going, "This
0: motherfucker snapped his fingers and literally erased half the universe." But wait, there's more. There's <laughs> we got, more. We've got bigger and better. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like the trailer. I think it looked uh, quite promising. I like the cast. Like I said. Uh, I was most interested to see Angelina Jolie show up on screen because I didn't know, I didn't know any of the, if she was already known to be attached to it, I I didn't know. Oh yeah, she's been for a long so, time. So, so I didn't know, but so when I saw a trailer and I saw her pop up, I was like, oh, that's an, I didn't expect, uh, her to be there, um, uh, nor did I, uh, you know, expect to see, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, the Brit, fucking.
1: Oh, from Game of Thrones? Yeah,
0: fucking what's his name. Oh, anyway, I like him as an actor. I think he's a great actor, so that was also uh, nice to see. But yeah, good, good cast. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, hopefully, I feel comfortable enough to walk into a theater by the time that shit drops. That <laughs> would be
1: be nice. But if not, then fuck it, I'll wait like everyone else. I'm and just, pretty comfortable at this point to go to a the theater. I just, I no. haven't, I just haven't been a, I haven't. Seen a movie? I, there hasn't been a movie that's kind of driven me to the theater that I just can't watch here at home. Yeah,
0: yeah ironically, so. now that we're at a spot where going to the theater's not much of a of an issue, there hasn't really been any movies <laughs> that have dropped.
1: There hasn't, been, there hasn't been any major movies, so it's, it's uh, what it is.
0: Has anything else come up on your uh, radar this week for movies and TV, Mister
1: Black? Mm, no, no, it's been pretty quiet.
0: All right, well then, that means that we can officially move on to
1: tech support
0: <laughs> patreon.com slash lag tv each and every week put up the uh, the post for tech support where for ten dollars or more a month we give you well nothing really right now um but we'll be working on that uh i've got do you have all of the shit Tube? i've got i've got tubes pre-packed here okay so i've got a couple that were left over from last batch i think i have like seven that I've got in my bedroom stored um, and then I'll have to look at the list and then whatever's there, I'll just uh, give you the number and then you guys whenever you get time, you can just slap the tubes together and, and we'll yep. go from there um, but yeah so uh, for now though, you can just ask us questions and we answer as many of them as we can each and every week on a segment called Tech Support and this is exactly that we answer as many as we can uh, let's see what we got this week Uh, Jorbok asks, uh, Jorbok might be the first person on this list every week. is impressive. What makes you involuntarily shudder? Uh, scratching of a chalkboard. Mmm. Every time. I was lucky. I wasn't one of the people that, uh, got bothered by that. Um, people that bite ice cream. Good one. Uh, I don't, like, my teeth aren't aren't crazy sensitive, but they aren't so insensitive that I can just go ahead and fucking start biting ice cream. Uh, and so when I just see somebody dead-ass friggin' bite an ice cream, I'm just, I, like, it just makes my body, my teeth get, like, fucking weird, like, oh, God, fuck, why?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, savage, absolute savages. Uh, really. And who the fuck bites an ice cream it? Even if your teeth can take it, who's out here biting
1: an ice cream? Somebody that's hungry, man. Somebody that's hungry. Buy a sandwich. Exactly. Lick but- an ice cream. Bite the sandwich. Fuck's <laughs> fucking wrong
0: with you? So I would say that's probably my my number uh, my number one. Um. <laughs> I like this question. <laughs> uh, Seth, you're told you need to live in Bangor, Maine, for two weeks. How do you make it bearable? You bite ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that would be the most exciting thing happening in Bangor, Maine would be biting ice cream. I don't know I, what I, the fuck. I, do you,
1: I just give me good internet, and just I'll lock myself in a room for two weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean you it's know, it's me- it's not it's a pretty place. Maybe I'd go for a few you know I'd go for a few uh, you know walks out. You know they got they've got some wooded areas and stuff. Maybe give it a little look see. Uh but you know ultimately, I mean, my god, that was I was only there, you know, we were only there for for twenty-four hours. My ass don't want to be in Bangor, Maine, any longer than twenty-four hours. I can tell you that much. That was a gong show. Uh the fuck is Bangor, Maine? Exactly. That's exactly the point. <laughs> That's just nobody knows. Um <laughs> well, I just, every time I think of Bangor, Maine, all I can think of is being stuck there, but most specifically, all I can think of was that there is so little happening at this airport that they felt comfortable employing one security guard, and that security guard was 86 years old. Standard. That's Bangor, Bangor, Maine. The airport has one guard, and he's geriatric. Um. Dan Jim asks, do you enjoy spicy food, and do you have find any particularly, uh, particular spicy dishes which are straight fire? See what I did there? Very well done. Good dad joke. 10 out of 10. I like spicy
1: food. Um... As for spicy dishes... Not in particular. Like, I don't really eat too many spicy dishes. I would say, like, the... Um... Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I used to have this, um, when I worked at, uh, Eastside Marino's, I used to eat, um, it's called like a fire, spicy, <laughs> spicy firecracker, sh- uh, sh- shrimp bow tie or something, something like that. Oh, like a bow tie pasta shrimp thing? Yeah, it was a bow tie pasta, uh, shrimp dinner, but they, it was a spicy one and they put like some sort of spicy, it was like Cajun and,
0: or some shit. Uh,
1: I don't think it was Cajun. I don't think it was Cajun. It might, might have been. I, I, I don't know. know. But that was pretty fucking spicy. <laughs> and it was delicious. I, I um, got to ask you this question since you brought up Eastside
0: Mario's. Eastside hmm. Mario's or Swiss Chalet? If you have to work one place for the rest of your life, which of those two locations do you take? I'm working at uh,
1: Swiss Chalet. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? What was the difference between the two? Well, Eastside Mario's, you'd make more money mm. for sure. Mm. Yeah, just because the bills would be more expensive and the clientele there aren't, you know, 70 plus years old where they typically <laughs> give you a $2 tip no <laughs> yeah. matter what the bill is and yeah. be like, you know, I think they're doing you a favor. <laughs> um, but Swish LA, I think the food, number one, the food is healthier. Yeah. Um, and, in my opinion the food is better um even though you have more variety at Eastside Marios mm. um you know you just can't go wrong with chicken just chicken it's true. and ribs not saying you can't get that at Eastside Marios but it's not a chicken joint you know um and it's just a slower pace Eastside is like fucking even as a,
0: a customer I, whenever I went there, I felt like I was, like, fucking on yeah. the edge of my seat Somebody's the whole time. It's like, <laughs>
1: birthday! It's your birthday! Everybody fucking have a great time! And you're just like, no. They you know, did Deadass the take the, flin- the, wheel.
0: They did the Flintstones fucking, yeah. like, remix yeah. for the birthdays. I forgot about yeah.
1: that. Oh, my God. So, you know, um, I would pick Swiss. <laughs> you know, clientele are just, you know, easier laid back. Um, it's not super fucking jammed all the time. Still busy, <laughs> but uh yeah. I'm going I'm going with the Swiss. There you go. Anyway, you were continuing your yeah. spicy food talk. So you you're in Yeah, on... no, I, I would go with the shrimp bow tie. I mean, mm. my, my favorite like spicy type food is just like hot wings, like just mm. like hot sauce, you know, just putting on whatever. I don't really have too many like Kayla doesn't make any dishes that are like spicy. Yeah. There's, like, oh my goodness, this is spicy. So Um, even when we eat curry and stuff, it's not like a spicy curry. Yeah, I uh... I like
0: spicy, but I like spicy where I can still taste my food. Some people like to bomb themselves to the point where they don't taste anything, it's just their mouth is on fire. Uh, and it, like, all of their taste buds are completely numb, and you can't taste shit. Uh, there are, you know, there are peppers and stuff that you can put in, like, Jeff, was, like, uh, like, uh, hot, like, hot sauces. That. Nuke your mouth and you can't taste anything. And there are also some that nuke your mouth, but you can at least taste what's in the hot sauce. Like, that's, that's the direction I like to go with spicy. I don't mind if I'm gonna cry a little bit. Just make sure that I taste whatever the fuck is in my mouth. Um, and so... Uh, for me, again, yeah, same. I like hot wings quite a bit. Um, I love hot, uh, or spicier, uh, pad thai, uh, is another, another one that I'm a fan of. Um, it's not traditional spicy in the way that people think about it, but, um ginger vegetables at, uh, at Thai restaurants, and sometimes, uh, other Asian restaurants. If they're using real ginger, they're using a shitload of it, and real ginger in in large volumes will light your shit up, uh, pretty quick. Some people don't think about that, and then they, they'll, like, just bite a whole-ass piece of ginger, and that's a poor choice, by the way. Don't- Do it healthy for you, but I don't suggest doing that shit. I mean, grate that shit. Don't- don't be biting a whole-ass piece of ginger. Um... So that's another one of my favorites, is is, is ginger vegetables. Uh, and uh, and then for the Korean side, anything with gochujang in it is delicious. So, um, you know, you can do Korean barbecue. Generally, there's like a gochujang sesame seed oil and sesame seed mix thing that you would put on the lettuce before you put your shit in and make like a lettuce wrap. That's fucking amazing and delicious. Um, and then, uh, and kimchi is Oh my god, I eat kimchi until I fucking died of overdosing. If you could do- if you could overdose on kimchi, I'd go out that way. Do it up. And those are my- my- my tops. Um, uh, Not that kimchi is always spicy, but yeah, nevertheless. Spicy kimchi is pretty dope. Um, Gee bros, at what point in life should someone consider themselves old? What are your thoughts on getting older yourselves? Man. That's, like, one of those things that when you're younger, I think the older you get, the the more the number, like, goes, you know, gets pushed out further and further and further and further. It's like when you're really young, you're, like, 30 years old is old. And then you hit 30 and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I still don't really know what I'm doing in my life when I'm 30. Maybe 30's not that old. And then you, like, you go on and on. Um, uh... I don't know, I mean, I don't- I- my body feels like it's a thousand years old, because it's a fucking mess, but the, you know, like... I don't feel like I've, like, because you don't dramatically change often after, you know, you're 25, 26, you know, you're kind of locked in as a person, with a few exceptions. Like, if you- if you told me that- that it's been, you know, eight years since that point, like, I don't feel like I'm any different now, other than I don't lift as much weight. than I was at 25. I don't feel any different. Um, I've got less hair, uh, and my legs are fucked. That's, like, the two primary factors there. That's pretty much it. Everything else feels basically the same. So, I don't know. I, like, and I look at dad, you know, and Jeff would look at his dad as well, and, and just, people are healthier for longer on average now. Um, you know, my dad's 70 years old, and he's sure as shit stronger than I am, and he's still, um, outside doing hard-ass like, building rock walls and shit just in his spare time while doing whatever the fuck else around, and he just does it fine, and he's, and he's, he's okay, and he's 70, and he's got ailments and shit, but he's, he's, uh, perfectly fine, so, you know, I think that age, the number doesn't mean anything, it's how is your body doing, so, like, if you're 65, 70 years old, or, like, my dad or Jeff's dad, and their bodies haven't, like, fallen the fuck apart and they're still able to do, basically, whatever they would want to do, the age doesn't really mean all that much. Yeah, you might not be able to do as much as you do at 20, obviously. You're not as athletic at 65 years old as you were when you are 20, but you're not really slowed down all that much, then, um, you know, that's- I think that's the bigger marker than anything. Like, health is- is paramount to age as a number. Uh, because you could be like me, you could be 32 years old, and your body's dog shit and you feel like you're 75, Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, my health is great. So, like, I don't have any major ailments, it's just... Whatever, I think that's more important than, uh, than anything else. Like, somebody could be 20 years old and have serious health issues, and somebody could be 50 and have no health issues, and that 50-year-old is gonna be... have a better standard of life than that 20-year-old because of their health. So that's how I look at, at age, anyway. It's less about the number more about, you know, your health, and how much you can still do comfortably. You know, that's, that's, I think, the bigger, the bigger metric for me.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much, pretty much feel the same way. Um, I mean, my dad is 59, and he's turning 60. My dad is in infinitely better shape than me. I'd argue <laughs> my dad is probably in the best shape of his life, if not pretty close to it. Mm. Um, And, you know, my dad my dad doesn't like getting old. So, you know. I don't my, think anyone my, my, loves the idea. Yeah, my dad, like, kind of fears it. Like, he really yeah, doesn't like yeah. it. He doesn't even like talking about it, right? I'm yeah. like, Dad, you turn at 60, man. He's like, fuck off. Don't tell me that. Um... <laughs> uh, but he's in great shape, right, and he says the same thing. It's all about how you feel right yeah like as for as for me um I definitely feel older um but I still feel young yeah so i think I think more of more of it is um I don't feel old, but I also don't feel young anymore so um you know I know i'm thirty four years old and i've seen growth and what I've managed to achieve from 26 to 34. So that gives me, that gives me hope, I guess, or, or I draw inspiration from, well, imagine what I can do from 34 to 40. Right. Um, so I know that there's still so much time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't feel I'm not a young, young stud anymore. And, uh, it's not that i I mean I don't feel young anymore like I don't feel my body is kind of like like what Adam says is like my body is different than what it was ten yeah. years ago, yeah. you know um I'm just getting bigger in general um you know i'm not i I'm not like a hundred and fifty pound toothpick anymore you know I'm like one eighty three um so uh th- The visual of myself, especially looking at photos from five years ago, it makes me feel older, like uh, I'm like, wow, okay, things have changed, but that's all about becoming older, you know, you start, you know, things just don't work the same. And that's okay. My body's also not completely shut down. I'm very capable of going to work out. I'm very capable of taking care of my health um it's just a matter of finding the time to do it before i didn't have to find the time to do it cuz just naturally i was young and my body did the work for me um you know listen if i worked out for 6 months i'm sure i'd probably feel 25 again um because really it's just for me uh it's it's just the state of mind that that that's all it is it has really nothing to do with age and the reality is i'm 34 adam's 32 we're pretty fucking young yeah. i mean i look at my parents you know, my parents are young. Like, my mom's fucking 55 years old, right? Uh, my my dad is 59. Uh, my parents are young. Like, that is young. Um, I didn't think that when I was 18, 19. I used to think 50 was old. But when you're 34, you realize, like, oh, my God. Like, the amount of life experience my parents had from 34 to now is, like, a lifetime. Uh, that's what it feels like anyway. So, mm. um No, I'm still young. I'm still young. I'm just not a kid anymore. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an adult. I've got a kid, you know, that shit will make you feel a little old in general. Like, you know, seeing my son grow up and how fast he's growing and how the years, like he's, he's going to be turning three. It's like, dude, where did the time go? And my time's also been going that fast. So, you know, um, yeah, it, I, I still feel young to answer your question. I'm, I feel still feel young enough. Um I don't even feel middle aged yet <laughs> what uh this comes up from eight 9, nine ten what will be your next big purchase I mean it depends it'll on what classified be... as big for me yeah. uh, like
0: uh, m and I our goal is to obviously get a get our house um that would be the next i mean that's like your life's big purchase is your first house, so that's the next one for me. I don't have any other major Purchases, you know, uh, uh, really, I can think of. Yeah. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it would probably be another rental property, Um if that counts. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I genuinely, I, I, I have everything I need. Like, there's not really, um. At this point, there's not really anything that I go, I mean, I'd like to, there's a couple of things I'd like to do around the house for the house. But I mean, I'm not sure what's classified as a large purchase, right? That's very subjective. Yeah. Um, you know, a large yeah, purchase like, to me is like a hundred grand, right? Yeah. A large purchase to somebody else, maybe $5,000. Yeah. Um. So I'm not, I'm not really sure what that means. I mean, there's probably about $20,000 worth of, twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 worth of stuff I'd like to do for my property, my house, which I guess is still large, but it's not like life altering, like like mm. buying a house or something, like a major commitment or buying a car or something. Um, so yeah, no, I it's probably going to be a rental property, uh, I would imagine. Mark
0: Furry, Bobby Kodak is
1: sweating at his desk,
0: I mean he probably is honestly, the walls are closing in and he has no other option. He smacks his secretary on on her ass and says, "Get me Lag TV. Who takes the call and what's your price and how do you save Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard? Uh, I'll do I'll do the job for zero dollars and I'll just simply fire Bobby Kotick. Done. <laughs> Done. That who was do you re- who, one. who do you replace him with? I don't know. Get somebody Anybody with else? reliable HR to like hire somebody that's anyone else. Does somebody yeah. that doesn't take enormous fucking bonuses for doing? Basically, fucking nothing yeah. would be a start. Uh, also, somebody that doesn't ignore the hideous amounts of sexual harassment happening within the company. Uh, Super Kami Guru, what's a deal breaker when you're all oh, this is Well, what's a deal breaker when you're looking into renting or buying a home or apartment?
1: A deal breaker? Um, yeah. What's your deal breaker to, list? It has to cash flow. So, um. If I'm looking at a property and it doesn't make me um, a specific amount of cash flow, I probably won't even look at it if it's under 6% cash on cash. When I say cash on cash, means the money I put in. So say, for example, I bought a, just for easy layman's terms, say I bought a, 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 a duplex for $100,000, which would never happen, but I'm just saying this for layman's terms. <laughs> in a utopian society. Yeah. 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 Um, $100,000 to buy a duplex, right? So I need to put 20% down, which is $20,000 plus closing costs and whatnot, which might be another, you know, 25, we'll say $3,000. So $23,000 all in. So after all expenses, property management, um, even though I don't have a property manager, but I still, I still, uh, crunch my numbers as if I were to have one in case down the road, I do get one so that the deal still makes sense. Um, so property management, you know, that's usually five to 8%. Um, you're, you're looking at, you know, property taxes. Um, if you have to pay any type of utilities, usually it's water, um, uh, that you have to pay for both because a lot of times not separate, um, you know, insurances, taxes, uh, all that stuff, uh, mortgage paid, uh, pr- uh, mortgage payment. So after all that is done, I want to make bare minimum six percent cash on cash so if i put twenty three thousand dollars in i want to make six percent a year in cash flow as in cash every year so that's not including principal pay down where they're paying down your mortgage or appreciation they don't come into the into the fold obviously i still calculate that to see what my overall return will be um which i usually like to be uh at about 20 percent or more um uh, which is which is Pretty easy to do if you buy a property at this point. I mean, just in appreciation, it's it's going up double digits like every year. Um, but that's a deal breaker. So, for example, um, I know people, real estate investors in other cities, bigger cities, that it becomes increasingly harder to have a positive cash flow on a property because the properties are so expensive. So that when you when you rent them out, either you're just getting by to break even, or you might lose a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. And there is a play for that. There are people that do, that do that. And it's basically gambling that like, hey, the market's gonna go up. And listen, if you've got the bankroll for it, um, you've got the credit for it, and you can with withstand losing money every month on a property, then okay, it's, it's probably a profitable gamble to, to do if you plan to hold on the long-term because properties genuinely or generally go up in value over time, you might have a lull period where things might taper down a little bit for a few years or just break even. Um, But over a period of time, if you're willing to hold it, you know, for seven years, 10 years, you're almost guaranteed to make money. I don't play that game. I want to make sure that I'm getting my money on the deal. So that is an absolute deal breaker for me. I don't care what it is. The only way I would ever, ever, ever buy a property that didn't cash flow on day one is if I bought an apartment building that was severely under managed, as in they're way overpaying for maintenance, they're way under rents. So like say there was 10, say it was a 10 unit apartment building, two bedrooms each, and they're renting out for $600 a month. Obviously, I know that I can get those rents to go up probably double right? So if, if, if the cash flow is negative $500 a month um, after all expenses, but I notice that there are 10 units that are heavily under rented. And if I were to up those rents over the next few years, while tenants start coming in and coming out, and we add the upgrades, then next thing you know, it you could be in a positive cash flow of $3,500 a month. That's the only way I would ever do it um, and it would, there'd have to be clear indication. Um, if not, it's a, it's a total deal breaker.
0: Uh, what about if you were buying a property for yourself? So that's, if you're investing, what are deal breakers when you're looking at, if you were looking at a house, when you were buying it for yourself, what are your, what are your deal breakers there?
1: Um, so one of my deal breakers would be, um, plaster. So, even though I bought a property that had plaster on a duplex that I ended up just selling a couple months ago, it was mm. usually if a house is like 60 years, 50, 60 years old, they don't have drywall, they have plaster. And if the house is that old, there's a high probability it's going to have asbestos. So if, which will not hurt you if you don't disturb it, right? Like you can put, you know, your regular hole in the wall to put up paintings or drill something in for a TV. Yeah, it's not you. you. No, it's not going to hurt you but if you are doing major renovations and you're taking down a wall or it's a, have, there's time. a big leak there's a big leak and you got to <laughs> rip out you know whatever you you're dealing with asbestos right so um that would probably be a deal breaker for me unless i was getting the house on an absolute steal uh the only other absolute deal breaker would be um um there's not many there's not many others. I mean uh I'm not really that interested in 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 Yeah, I I'm trying to think. I mean the reality is guys when you when when you're a real estate investor you realize um I know it's kind of hard to look at it this way as as a as a a residential, you know, buyer that's just going to go out there and, and buy a house. But there's you can virtually buy anything and fix anything Um that you know if I if I bought a house that had old electrical you can repair that and if you get a good enough deal and you buy that knowing that this is what you have to do and you're getting money down for it then why not Um You know, I mean, a shit location, yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not even going to look at the property if it's not in a place that I want to live in, you know? So it's typically, if I'm going to look at a house, they're usually in areas that I would want to live in. Um, I'm not against buying the most expensive property on the street. Um, If it checks all of the things that you want as a home buyer and that you know that, you know, you are paying top dollar. For somebody else's sweat equity, then they're they're getting the profits, but you're getting the convenience. Um, outside of that, I don't think so. I, I I really don't think so. There are things that'll scare people, like if there's a big flood or a leak in a property. Some people are like, whoa, no, 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 no. But that can all be solved by once again calling the right individuals, finding the source of the issue, and addressing it. Or if the if the issue is like a seventy thousand dollar fix, then yeah, you might want to walk away from it because it might not be worth it, so I know I didn't really answer the question all that all that well, but i I think the asbestos one is probably the closest thing to i it's not that I'm afraid of it it's I don't want to deal with it like i it's just not it's, it's not a bit, something it's a it's
0: a pain in the ass, especially yeah, depending it, on what 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 the asbestos is in. Yeah. It makes it like, cause the, the difference in the difference in the level of abatement that is required for different asbestos products goes from relatively inexpensive and you can uh, actually vary. do it yourself to, yeah, to just burn the house
1: down. Pretty much to <laughs> yes. basically gut the entire house. Like yeah. literally. It, um, right? Yeah. So obviously that, yeah, that's,
0: that's one for me as well. Like I don't want an older home. That's likely going to you know have asbestos issues and plaster is definitely one of the first things that you can look for um there's also like asbestos tiling and stuff in yep. older bathrooms that that went even into the seventies yep. that had asbestos yep. um, usually you can
1: cover that though like you can put floor on yeah floor. you can like
0: floor or, it up and whatnot um but again, it's just like sometimes you just don't want to deal with <laughs> you just don't no. deal with that shit uh no. so that's probably one um. Uh, the only like somebody mentioned in chat, knob and tube uh, for for electrical. Uh, that yeah. is a pain in the ass because the thing about redoing a whole house if it's knob and tube is you're basically like
1: you're, I just did it. You're, November. you're, you're either paying tri-flex.
0: you're either paying for for guys to painstakingly pull cable throughout the entire fucking house or you're tearing yep. drywall or whatever the fuck else off the wall to run oh, the cable both. more freely you're, and in some cases you don't have an option you have no, to tear yeah. the shit off so yeah it's a pain in the ass and it can be expensive as shit so i'd probably in most instances unless i really love the fucking property which if you're knobbing tube it's an old enough house that you might be like in a you know a character home and it's really nice the property's nice you could bite the bullet but you better get a good deal because the amount of work yep. that goes into that oh yeah it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's not one that you can gone. sweat equity your
1: way out of. That's that's no, you, a you need to do that people. to code or yeah, or there'll be permits everything. Yeah. There, there there is no. And then the next no, hey, problem. This up. The next problem with that
0: is that if they start tearing walls apart and shit, and they find, find another issue, yeah. well, you didn't have to legally fix it before, but now you do. So now you're spending even more money on your shit so like that is the gamble on older homes is the moment you start tearing a wall out (laughs) because they can inspect the home and if the inspector goes yep fine you might have to like do this that whatever the fuck but if then if if you were to like if anything were to happen and you tear a wall out and you see that shit and now you have to fix the shit it's like you're it's there legally now you're kind of obligated to do it especially if you're somebody flipping the, the house to sell it later um, so, yeah, I just, there's a reason why some people don't want to bother with that shit. Um, for me, like, not, not in terms of, like, the house specifics in that regard, but, like, um, I, uh, for me, turn-offs are, like, Is it, is it trust, or am I, re- or am I relying on every fucking wall being load-bearing? Because you can fix things, like, Let's say you want to have one space be a little bit more open, well, unfortunately, that's a supporting wall, and if you're gonna do that, you're gonna have to have, like, seven guys bring in a fucking 300-pound beam, and run that shit into the house, and the beam is expensive, and the labor is expensive, uh, all of that just so that you can open up a wall. Um, so, if it's a house where the load is going to the exterior walls, that's, that's usually a bonus, uh, for me as well, because, like, most people, even still, even though we're getting, a, a little bit away from it, I want my living room and my kitchen to be open. Everywhere else in the house could be a fucking walled-off space, I don't give a shit, but those two areas I want to be, uh, to be open, so depending on how much work would be required to make that happen would maybe change my mind. But the number one thing, and I was spoiled growing up here, and, and... Jeff, even you, technically and almost, all I think, I mean, less so in your first home, but even then, so having woods at the back of the house. Green for, belt. A green belt for privacy. I don't care that my neighbors are probably going to be, you know, within fucking 15 feet of me to either side, but to go out on your back deck and you can put a wall, you can, you can get your privacy stuff up like that. and all, then woods. Yeah. Even if it's only like three hundred feet of wood so that you can't see the next development, good enough. Just yeah. green belt on the back is is like the probably number one I would I would take some serious L's on the house to do to have that in the back. Yeah. Cause it's it really like until like when I moved into that first house when so I moved out of here and I was renting that uh, that semi uh detached um, and you go out on your back deck and your neighbors are close on both sides and you go out the back and you have no privacy and everyone's just looking at each other all the time? That ain't it. That ain't it. So that's probably my number one thing. Uh, oh, this, here you go, Jeff. Nick asks, are Jeff and Kai, ex- uh, excited for the Paw Patrol movie coming out tomorrow? Will it be discussed next week? <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> Jacked for that new Paw Patrol. I'm Is pumped. Kai a Paw Patrol guy?
1: Oh, he's it's nonstop. <laughs> it's nonstop. You know what he's been watching? He's been watching these uh I didn't even know this side of the internet fully existed. I mean I, I knew it existed, but I didn't really see it up close and personal until Uh-oh. it came into my living room. Uh oh. So essentially there are there are YouTube channels of kids just opening up toys and playing toy playing with the toys. Um, and when I say there's an audience for it, it's an understatement. These guys are getting hundreds oh, of yeah. millions of views of video. Well, it's just it's hundreds. just hundreds. It's just on it's, repeat, it's bro. On a loop. It's on a repeated loop. So I, I I said two things are gonna happen. All right. Number one is I'm gonna make Kai. I'm gonna make Kai some content. All right. It's <laughs> content for Kai because I think it'd be funny to have Dad's voice on the TV while he's watching. <laughs> Second thing is when he's old enough, he's gonna have. I'm gonna get his own little YouTube channel, and then. We gonna, oh, we gonna, my God. We're going to call it like Kai Kai plays or something. I don't know yet. We're gonna That's going to be out. a pain
0: in the ass with YouTube's four kids content loophole bullshit that you have to jump through all those hoops
1: now. And I'm, we're going to open up toys. Guy's going to play with toys. We're going to see where it goes. That's what's going to happen. He's a cute kid. We can get lots of toys. <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> he can pay for his own damn college. There ha,
0: ha. He can he can sell that Aquaman figure in the future for uh, for his college education. There's a saying in sports it comes from Brian. There's a saying from sport or in sports that the best players are often the worst coaches. I feel like this isn't limited to sports though. Have you ever been in a situation where someone who is highly skilled in their craft, whether it be gaming, sports, or whatever, that tried to teach you something or give you advice and just completely sucked at it? Three quarters of the professors I had in university fit that description perfectly. They're people that were pulled out of the corporate world or whatever. Um, whether they were stat- uh, you know statistician, statisticians, 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 or uh, finance was real fucking bad. Uh, or economics, uh, profs were terrible for it too. They were they were pulled out because they were they excelled in their field, but it didn't necessarily mean that they were good at teaching. And they'd get tenured, which would give them even less incentive to be good. Uh, and they were just <sighs> fucking atrocious. They couldn't teach to save their life. And it was basically just you teaching yourself the entire curriculum and paying money for it. Um, so I would say, I would say that. I mean, there were obviously I had a couple, uh, uh, you know, handful of profs that were incredible that were not only really good at their job outside, but when they became professors, were also phenomenal teachers. But I definitely can say. That, you know, when you when professors are largely farmed from academia and from the field in which they work, you end up with people that aren't always particularly good at at, uh, at being a professor. So that's probably a good example. But for sports, yeah, I mean, when I was in basketball, there were guys I played with who were incredibly skilled, or their dads were, like, bordering uh, NBA draft, and they'd, like, try and fucking teach you some shit and just terrible fucking awful uh at teaching and then they get mad at you when you couldn't figure it out, <laughs> figure it out so definitely you know the case i mean the the most prominent case that a lot of people would point at is like michael jordan um trying to uh trying to join the uh, or what uh, did join the office um for um oh shit what team was he on there for a couple of years uh <laughs> Oh my God, my brain fart is is real. But yeah, it was it was not good. Uh, his drafting choices were terrible, uh, and then the team the team only did well the Wizards. Thank you, Washington Wizards. Uh, and then the team only did well when he pulled his ass out of retirement at like forty years old and went out and played on the court. So yeah, definitely definitely uh, a reality oftentimes. What about you? You have any experience with that? Not really, not really, not in sports. Did you ever, um, when you were doing like your, e, your, when you had like esports coaches and stuff that you had over time where you had people yeah, trying to teach were cool. you?
1: Yeah, but they were cool. Like they, like the only, the only, the only thing that, um, like they weren't bad teachers. They just did things differently. Right. Mm. Um, and they were better than me at it. Right. So yeah. I think, I think the hard part was, was me learning new techniques that was out of my comfort zone wasn't them being a bad teacher. It was just mm. uh, a hard habit to break from doing it tens of thousands of times over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't had any bad, uh, sporting coaches and I was in sporting for the first 15, 16 years of my life. Um, team oriented anyway. Mm. And I can't remember a single time where a coach has treated me badly or have done a piss poor job at being a coach. Um, So yeah, I I I don't I don't really know. As for like the teaching and stuff, like of course I've had teachers that were like just really not good at teaching, but they're very intelligent people. Yeah, just have a hard time articulating um, in a way, at least for me, that was easy to pick up and absorb and understand. Um, Yeah, because it's it's one thing to know
0: how it all works; it's another thing. It's another set of skills entirely to take that and then bring it all the way down to the fundamental level when you're teaching somebody and building yeah. them up to that to that point is a, is a different skill set that that yeah not everyone has uh, for sure um Chico <laughs> it's a great Jeff I know you get a good answer for us here you ready for All right. this one alright Chico asks a long time no see that's true Chico hope you're doing well buddy Any recommendations on getting uh, on as to what
1: type of camera I should get to start streaming? Hey. (laughs) Go to Elgato and get yourself a face cam. It's that easy. Brand new. You don't even need to go Logitech anymore. Just grab a face cam. Make it happen. Simple answer. Link in the description below. (laughs)
0: Ah. Uh... How much time are we running? Oh, we got time for just, these are two quick ones here. Coyote Conundrum, what piece of financial advice would you give your 20-year-old self?
1: Don't buy the TV. <laughs> well, buy the TV, buy the TV, but buy it in cash. Don't buy... Well, I, mine. Bought
0: mine in, I bought mine in cash. Yeah. But I, But I feel like I could have probably, you know, stuck that literally almost anywhere else and had it be more useful. Now, granted, I still have it, so I guess I've got my money's worth out of it, but, you know, I I had a period of time where, in my late 20s... Um, so I had, like, my uh, two, two ex-girlfriends that unfortunately stripped me of a good chunk of change because I was perhaps a little bit too... <laughs> ...lenient. But the, um... The thing that happened was, like, I went through, like, all of my early 20s, doing work with Jeff and just grinding out, like, we were both working... I worked bad hours, Jeff worked even worse hours. I was working fucking, whatever, 300 hours a month or 240 hours or whatever the fuck stupid hours it was. And, not doing anything. That was all I did. Work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep. And we were making really good money back then, like 2013, 2012, 2014, I think was Jeff's one of Jeff's best years back in the day. A lot of money made, but I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't going on trips, I wasn't like fucking spending any money on myself or whatever. And then I, I got through those, those relationships, I hit my late 20s and I, I fucking turned that switch off and I just spent like fucking ass loads of money on the most frivolous bullshit. And... That was a terrible life choice. That, all that money should have gone somewhere else, but it was like I hadn't allowed myself to do anything for so long and I, 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 I did the, the dangerous stick-your-toes-in-the-retail-therapy waters.
1: It don't go there. Uh, it was bad. Uh, it Don't was bad. So, uh, go now, there, only go there for a short period of time. Very short period of time. Short period of time. Don't stay there.
0: So, uh, so that was, that's probably, like, the one thing, because I was actually really, really good with my money throughout most of my 20s. Um, I didn't do anything with my time. I literally just worked and that was it. Um, but then on the back end, you know, like I said, unfortunately lost most of that one way or the other, but it would have been nice also back then if maybe I took uh, some more money and just put it in like literally any investment, anything that would have been better than sitting in a bank account. Like just take X dollars a year and throw it into like even government backed shit. Like literally anything would have been probably what I told myself or something that I could pull out in the 15 years afterwards to buy your first house. Something that's liquid enough that you can sit there for 10, 15 years, pull it out, Fucking buy your first house. But instead, back then it was no fuck it. I want to be as liquid as possible. All my cash was on hand. Um and uh and then that was the show. And so that's probably like the one major thing I would say. Uh that uh that I would do.
1: Oh uh, man, what would I tell my twenty one you said twenty, twenty one twenty year old self, whatever. Uh, um, pay off your high con- high interest debt. Uh, as quickly as possible and then don't get back into it like that is that is number uno it's a gnarly Uh, hole to go down yeah um and i did i mean i I owed people money i was in collections I, i went through all that stuff i fucked my credit score up all that stuff when i was 18 to 21 22 um so yeah that that's that's the main thing um I I don't go into debt for anything now unless it's rental rental related. So anything I buy, I buy in cash, period. I anything. still buy with credit. I just pay it off immediately. That's what I'm. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm using credit. I get my points right. Um, but it's getting paid like the moment I get home. Yeah. Uh, there, it's this. It's just that simple. So um, you know, and not everybody can do that. Um, which just means you know you you just you just need to save up a little bit more to be able to do that at least that way because what i found especially when i was younger is if i bought something and i was like yeah i get paid whenever i'll pay for it then something else comes up something happens and then the next thing you know it you know okay next pay i'll put a little bit extra and then it just it's a snowball right it it just it, it then it ends up in collections i've been there so yeah th- those are like the two those are the two main those are the two main things i've always been pretty smart about my money uh, when I started making good money. So um, I didn't grow up with a lot. We grew up pretty. I don't want to say poor because there are people that were much less fortunate. Um, But, you know, uh, we didn't grow up with much. I mean, before I knew you, um, like when I knew you was at our sort of financial peak. Yeah. And we didn't own the house. It was it was rented from my dad's boss who gave us a deal. Right. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. we had no. we really had no like when we moved to where you were, like, I felt like I moved into like the rich neighborhood, you know, that was like my, my thing. I came from the hood, like literally. Um, so, you know, we've been on welfare and stuff like that. We were not a middle-class family and we moved into a middle-class neighborhood, but we were, you know, kind of faking it till we making it type thing. So when I started making money in the beginning, I blew some, you know, bought a car and stuff. I I paid off my debt, but um, I I bought the RSPs to offset my my taxes. I've put money into a tax free savings account and invested. You know, I I have you know investments that I started back when I was twenty five. That you know are, are are just just from regular mutual funds that are yeah. just yeah, know, yeah. going. Whoa, you know, in the beginning you didn't think anything, but it it starts to compound pretty. You know, uh, it's slow, and then it starts happening pretty quick. So. Um. Yeah, I would. I. I would. I would tell myself to put something away, you know. But also spend, because you're young. Because what? Because wait. Because like what Adam said is, if you don't do anything for yourself, you're gonna end. You know, a lot of some people don't, but a lot of people, they get a taste of it, or they get some retail therapy, and next thing you know, they just burn. They just. They just burning through it like it's because uh, it makes you feel good when you buy something it makes you feel good, um, and that dopamine hit uh happens and you just keep chasing it and going after it, going after it and you realize like, oh my God, I got a bunch of shit I don't need. Yeah. So yeah, go and buy the TV, buy the, you know, the expensive microphone or the camera or whatever, but do it in moderation. So what I do now is like I barely buy anything for myself. Um you know these days. And usually when I do there are large purchases. But what I do now is um, you know, if I'm if I'm buying something for myself, it's usually a reward for hitting a certain achievement or a goal, and that I, I, I indulge. Mm. Outside Which of that, Which is the way to I, do I, it. You want
0: yeah. you want to you want to have it set up as like a reward mechanism instead of just uh, just doing it to do doing it. Doing it, right? it to do you it. it. You
1: know, it's like, hey, I've got a thousand dollars in my bank account. Shit, it's what burning can I do with in it? My pocket. What <laughs> yeah. can I buy with it? Right. Yeah. You know it. You know once once you get to the point where you no longer like have to look at your bank account, you know usually are typically doing okay and it took me many many years to 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 get to that point because before i'd be constantly checking too much money i got to see if i can see if i can go to mcdonald's and buy a fucking you know whatever or go to the gas pump and put twenty dollars in instead of filling it get, you know? that,
0: get that five dollars to get us to uh, to indian lake and back that's that but i used to live
1: like that <laughs> yeah. all the way up until i was like 20 25 you know uh when i started making you know good money um yeah and you know the money ain't gonna solve all your problems but it'll solve your money problems and you know usually that will there are several of those in life there are several of those several, just don't be <laughs> stupid about it have some fun and make some mistakes you know um i still have some vices everybody has their their thing just don't get too crazy with it at 21 at 21 22 because you're going to create a habit that you're going to have at the older you get uh last question.
0: Valkas asks with the new He-Man cartoon coming out. I want to know what were your favorite cartoons when you were younger, and which, if any, would you like to see remade today?
1: Favorite cartoons when I was younger. Um, I really liked Rugrats. Mm. Watched a lot of that. Um watched a lot of uh Darkwing Duck, Chippendale, Animaniacs. Um, that was sort of my, uh, inspector gadget. <laughs> um, that do, was sort of, do, 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 do. that was my age bracket, but Rugrats really st- st- sticks out for me because it was a lot of fun. And I think I was starting to get old enough that like, I I was really mm. getting, like I could understand even more. I wasn't, some of these other ones, I was really young, so. I remember watching, but I don't really remember that much, but Rugrats is pretty awesome. Yeah, um... Redo Rugrats. I didn't watch a
0: lot of cartoons. Like, when I was watching TV, it was oftentimes, like, actually, like, the live-action shit more often than not. But the cartoons I did watch... I mean, I watched... I shouldn't say that. I watched a lot of cartoons. I didn't just, like... ...religiously watch a lot of very specific cartoons. Rugrats, I definitely watched a lot of for sure as well. Like, I was definitely a Rugrats kid. Watched a lot of that. Um, Doug, I watched a lot of Doug. Um... Uh... Man, but then, like... ...those animated stuff, like, I watched a shitload of reboot. Mm. Um, that's for sure. Beast Wars, yep. uh, yep. Or Beasties. Those two uh, things Transformers. were, like, back-to-back. Uh,
1: watched a lot of Transformers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, watched quite a bit of that. Gargoyles. Yeah,
0: so there's like, you know, there- yeah, if you go back a little bit further to the stuff that you just watched a little bit of, like Gargoyles, and X-Men, and Spider-Man, and Batman yeah. the Animated Series, and, uh, you know, there was a bunch of- a bunch of them that were there, uh, even for short periods of time. Biker Mice from Mars, Street Sharks, all that, like, random, like, almost one-off type shit. Um, yeah, watched all sorts of that nonsense. Uh, and I was the kid, we didn't have, like, any fucking television channels here, ever. We never had cable. It was just whatever, you know, like, the most basic package that you got was what we had. It was, like, it was like eight channels, uh, and three of them were some version of fucking news, and then the rest of it was, like, whatever you had, and one of it was, one of those was YTV. Channel 27 was what it was here for us, and so... Even when I was older, I was still watching a lot of like kids pointed television because it's all we had. So I'd watch like a lot of, um, uh, you know, like SpongeBob and a lot of um, some of the more live action stuff like uh, Breaker High, uh, Radioactive, um, Student Bodies. uh, Like YTV had a lot of stuff that was like kind of teen oriented, but it was still like, you know, younger, skewed younger than maybe me by a a couple of years. But yeah, I watched I watched a shitload of fucking all sorts of nonsense. But it had to be on our, one of our seven channels, which wasn't very much. Uh, like, we didn't have Nickelodeon, for example, or some shit. Like, I didn't have that here at the house. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But yeah, Student Bodies, that was a great show. Radioactive was a great show. Um, there was a tennis one that I can't remember the name of that I also watched a, a, a fair amount of. Um, there was some good television to watch. And that's it? Oh no! Wait, which one would you like to see remade?
1: Any of, if I'm any going of them? On Rugrats. Oh, does that need a remake? No, but <laughs> n- none of them do. So I'm gonna go with Rugrats. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'd Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll to 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 be different. You know what I want? I want just bring. I don't need a remade. Just bring back Batman the animated series. Give me that. Give me Mark Hamill as the Joker. Uh, and you know, just give me give me Batman the Animated Series because that shit was arguably one of the greatest animated shows of all time. So give me that, but you don't need to remake it. You just need to make more of it, and we're good. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's another Technical Alpha podcast. Mostly tech support this week. Thin week for news, but we'll be all back right. next week. Um, there's GamesCon GamesCom next week uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Which is great, because it's not Thursday, but I won't be here. Uh, Em and I are going away to the family home for a couple of days before the summer's over. And so I will do my best to catch up on whatever happens during that opening day um, upon my return, and we'll talk about uh, whatever we can. Um, when that happens next week, but we will return next week. And thank you very much for stopping by. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Spread the word about Technical Alpha if you think other people might like the show. Check us out on Patreon.com slash LagTV, L-A-G-T-V if you want to financially support this uh, Five Alarm Fire. and Until we see you guys next week, thank you once again. Stay safe out there and have a good one. Peace! Peace!